Unstoppable kick-ass confidence. Are you ready? Welcome to the Raw and Unscripted Show with Christopher Roush, where we help you overcome your self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. Now please welcome our host, Christopher Roush. And please welcome our host, Christopher Roush. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. It is Tuesday night, 7 p.m. You're at your place for the Raw and Unscripted Show with yours truly, Christopher Roush, the place where I help you overcome your self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, whether you're here live or on the replay, listening to us on the video cast or the audio cast, the podcast, thank you, thank you, thank you guys for being here. You guys are my misfits for life. You know that. And here we're talking about all things becoming kick-ass, unstoppable, raising your vibrations, changing your confidence, and giving yourself the ability to be you in those moments and truly love from a point of clarity, specificity, and congruency. Ladies and gentlemen, Kelly's in the house. What's up, Kelly? Good to see you. Thank you for being here. She says, hey, Chris. Hey, Kelly. Thank you so much for being here. We're actually going to be talking about some uh, some good stuff here tonight that I know is going to resonate for you. So thank you for being here. Thank you all for being here, whether you're live or on the replay. If you're sitting here watching this, please, as always, engage with us. We appreciate your questions and your engagement. This show is live. And that's one of the reasons why I do this is because I love that spontaneity. I love being able to be able to serve and help you guys when you have questions to be able to answer them right away and just interact with you guys. I recorded my Friday show uh, this last Friday and it was weird because I'm not used to pre-recording shows. So it was weird because I was used to like, I'm always used to like checking out the comments and seeing what's going on. So for an hour, I had to sit here and pretend that I was actually live when I was actually recording our Friday night show, but it was all good. I got Lee in the house. He says, good evening, kiss kick ass fam. Uh, thank you, brother Lee for being here. I appreciate you. Got Lucy in the house. She says, Hey, Christopher Roush. What's up, Lucy? Good to see you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. We're going to have a great conversation tonight. I'm excited. One of the things that I want to start off with before we do that is just to remind you of one of the things that I'm very, very passionate about. Um, you guys know I'm on the board of directors for the organization Help Heal Humanity. So if you go to helphealhumanity.org, we would love to have you come become a part of our organization, whether it's a volunteer or whether it's on the board of directors, whether it's in some some, some sport, some sort of specific I'm really good at talking, you know that. And whether it's some sort of specific uh, position within the organization, we have uh, lots of available positions right now. So we would love to have you go, go check that out. So go to helphealhumanity.org and check those out. We appreciate you uh, supporting Serena, myself, and the rest of the team. So go check that out. Another thing that I want to bring to your attention that I've been very, uh, very passionate about lately, you guys know I'm all about helping people and giving people the access to get a hold of me as a life coach uh, is sometimes challenging because some people can't necessarily afford a, a six month commitment, which is what I usually do for my coaching programs. And so to be able to get a hold of me and just ask me a simple question, um, I don't mind doing that. But one of the things that I'm really super passionate about right now is this app called Owl. Um, you may have heard of it, may not have heard of it. It's kind of like the next clubhouse thing. It's pretty amazing. I, I sit here and uh, the, the the app I have up or the screen that I have up here right now is, are you an expert? Get paid to share. Uh, if you happen to be an expert watching this show, you give some sort of advice, whether it's legal advice, uh, technology advice, uh, operations advice, whatever kind of advice you give that people would ask you a question for, you have an opportunity to get paid for that. Um, and it's something that I'm doing now and I met some amazing, amazing experts here. So if you're interested in becoming uh, an owl expert and getting paid for your time, it's literally basically like you go on you click an app on your phone and you say, I'm gonna go live for an hour and you go live for an hour. And if somebody calls you, you take that phone call 
call and you can charge them whatever you want for that particular 10 minutes or 20 minute segment. They can ask you a question. And if that question leads to more uh, questions or enrollment in your coaching programs, you can do that completely offline and not have that become a part of what the Owl app do, does. So it's a pretty incredible opportunity to to increase your income, uh, to meet some amazing other experts, which is something that I'm just I'm just crushing right now. Just meeting a lot of great people, getting on their podcast, getting them on my podcast, uh, talking about doing some collaborations. So if you're interested in, in that information, please uh, direct message me. I would love to be able to give you that information uh, and get you on boarded with that. So it's super super exciting. Uh, it's nothing like that out there. I know that there's there's a lot of uh, competitors out there trying to create something right now, but this is the one and only. So if that interests you, please reach out to me and I would love to uh, give you that information. So we got Mary Kay in the house. She says, good evening, fam. Thank you, Mary Kay, coming in from uh, the other side of the world over in Canada. Thank you for being here. I know it's past your bedtime, so I appreciate you being here. So without any further ado, we've been talking a lot about relationships lately. I did a, a solo show. I think it was last Tuesday on relationships. We've been doing some clubhouse uh, conversations on relationships. So it's very much the talk of the town right now, because listen, I mean, with everything we've been going through with COVID and the lockdowns and everything else and the way our work relationships have changed, uh, being home with our loved ones, relationships are truly the key um, topic of discussion lately, because a lot of people are reevaluating the relationships, given what has gone on in the last couple of years, they're reevaluating everything. So in this conversation tonight, I'm pleased to have one of my friends, uh, and one of my guest experts, uh, that I go to for relationship advice. Um, and her name is Dawn Richard. Dawn, welcome to the Ron and Scripted show, my dear. How are you doing? Darling? Hello, Christopher. I'm so happy to be here with you finally. Woohoo! Yes, yes, yes. I apologize. It's way long overdue. And like I had told you before, um, timing. It's, it's so funny because I realize that I've had this show for going on for so long, but yet sometimes I forget to ask the people that I know right in front of me to be a guest on my show. So I'm like going through and I'm like, I haven't had you on the show. I haven't had a couple, I've never, no, I have had Princeton on the show. I haven't had a couple other people on the show, but I know I've had Lee on, but uh, we're going to uh, to be able to just have a great conversation tonight. We've got Shy D. I hope I, I, hope I pronounced that correctly. Uh, what's up? She's coming into us from YouTube. She says, hi, Chris. So glad to catch you live. Thank you for being here. Uh, and Lee says, hi, Don. Hi, so, Lee. Hi, Mary Kay. <laughs> welcome, welcome. Uh, just for you guys at home watching this or listening to this, uh, Don and I have been friends for quite some time here. We met on Clubhouse uh, probably over a year ago, yeah. and we've been a part of some 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 incredible conversations in Clubhouse. Yeah. The times we used to go two or three, four hours at a time. Um, and I'm so excited to get you here on the show and have you as an expert uh, based on the conversation of relationships and self-love. So my first question for you, my dear, is given everything that I just talked about in the fact of what we've gone through in the last couple of years with COVID, the strained relationships, people just really doubting themselves and just a lot of stuff going on. What has this time done for you? What clarity, what lessons have you learned during the last couple of years that you'd like to share with everybody tonight? <laughs> well, first of all, I wanted to say, Am I that self-help fluffy bullshit kind of person? <laughs> no, that's Lee. <laughs> that's my brother Lee. Uh, I'm like, I don't think I'm quite as kick-ass as you, but <laughs> you know, you rock and roll, girl. You rock and roll. You bring the goods. You bring the goods. <laughs> okay. This is so, I mean, bizarre and ironic, but uh during this whole last two years, I thought, thank God I got divorced two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so you're glad you got divorced before all this happened? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was it was really hard when I was married. I was married for 27 years, and we struggled a lot. And I've been doing this work for 
20, almost 20 years, helping couples heal their relationships, you know, helping couples create better marriages, helping couples heal from betrayal, affairs, addiction, depression, you know, all sorts of things. And in my own marriage, it was just like this power struggle so many times, so many times. And um, so when we got divorced, I, you know, I mean, he moved out the year before we got divorced. We got divorced in 2019, which was what, eight months before this whole lockdown thing, nine months before this whole lockdown thing. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I have so much compassion for the people that are still struggling and in the house locked in with the people that they don't want to be with, honestly. Crazy? And I and I thought, you know, this kind of situation, it's like a come to Jesus moment for everybody. Like what's really going on? What's really important? Uh, what's meaningful in your life? And it really makes you face the reality because you can't hide. I mean, people hide all the time. And I think that's why people just stay married for a long time. They just like, oh, I'll live my life. You live your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but for me, I mean, you thought you said, oh, yeah, the last two years I've been talking, you know, we've been talking about relationships like I've been talking about relationships my entire life. And uh, so and my parents have been married for almost 60 years and I came from a really great loving family. And for some reason, I could not recreate that. I mean, I have three amazing kids like they're awesome. <laughs> they're really awesome. And I and I hope that they got the best of both of us. You know, I hope they got the best of both of us. Um, And it really made me like, really made me face like, okay, what's my stuff? I mean, all through my whole process, it's like, what's my stuff? What do I need to take responsibility for? What kind of example do I want to set for my kids? And, And one of the biggest reasons why I chose to get divorced is because I didn't want them to think that the way their dad and I were married was healthy, (laughs) was healthy. I mean, we love, we have love for each other, but it was not healthy and it was not constructive. And there were so many times where there was just so much tension and stress and chaos in the house. And I was like, if I don't do this for me, right. Then I feel like I wouldn't give them permission to do this for them later. You know? So I wanted to say, we messed up. We did a lot of things wrong. I mean, hopefully we did also a lot of things right because they are amazing kids. Um, but this is not the love marriage example that I wanted to set for them. Mm. So in the last two years, you've, you've, you went from 27 years of marriage, being in the house, raising kids and everything. So the last two years to be an isolated, what's that been like for you? Uh, it's actually been really great <laughs> yeah. to say because I've been, because I, I wanted to rebrand myself as a restorative love coach and really help people who had, you know, who are going through like trying to decide whether they wanted to leave and going through that process because it's really a grieving process. Um, So many people, I think when they get divorced, they just go, he's the problem or she's the problem and I'm going to get on with my life and not really take a look at myself. And so even before I got, before I got divorced, like a couple years before I knew that I was on my way out and I was like, I have to face myself in the mirror. I Mm -hmm. have to say, what's my shit? (laughs) (laughs) Right? What's my shit? I know what your shit is, but what's my shit? Uh, And this is, this is why I love you because you're like no excuses, right? 
So here I can go, I can go, uh, you know, counsel, advise, consult, give therapy to, be a coach for, um, but what am I not facing in myself? And all of the work starts with you. It does. It does. When you look back on, when you think about being a relationship coach and, and thinking about all the things that you knew in hindsight, when you look back on your marriage and, and, and why you stayed, do you have regrets that you didn't end it sooner? Um, I, I, like I said, before we even started this, like everything in divine timing, I believe that everything has its purpose. And, uh, I think about halfway in, I told him that I was not happy, that I wanted to get separated. I mean, we were in therapy at the time, and I said, this is just not working for me because you are not treating me with love, honor, and respect, in my opinion. And uh, and so for a little while, we had an amazing relationship for like a year or so, and then we moved, uh, we moved states, and you know, the kids were older, and I have always juggled two jobs, right? right. <laughs> I've juggled two jobs, plus my kids. So, you know, we all have like busy lives and busy schedules. Um, And then it just sort of like went back to the way it was. And so we went back to therapy and then I did a lot of my own internal work and I just kept thinking, I still have hope. Like I, I saw what it could be, you know, for a little, for a little moment. And, you know, all of the good things that I love about him, all of the great things, you know, that attracted me to him. It was like, there was all of that, right? That, that kept me sort of hanging on to, you know, we can do this, we can figure this out. And, and I'm a pretty optimistic, positive, and very, very patient. (laughs) Yeah, you are 27 years. Yeah. And, and I mean, when, when I said, when I told him that I wanted to get divorced, he's like, well, you're giving up on us. And I was like, uh, it's been 25 years. I'm pretty sure I'm just making a different choice for myself because we all deserve peace. We all deserve happiness. We all deserve to just breathe <laughs> and feel a sense of ease and flow, which was not happening between us. Well, I got to come I got to commend you for, for making that stance. Cause I know that, you know, after so many years, you kind of get to the point, you get to the point where it's cheaper to keep them cheaper, you know, whatever, yeah. you know, it's Listen. easy. Like, am I going to find somebody else? You know, especially yep. as we get on in years, I know some people that are in relationships right now and they both have kind of just said that they've told each other like, Hey, you know, this is as good as it's going to get. We know that it's not the perfect thing, but we're happy together. We love each other. It's good enough. And I'm like, Hey, if you know, if it rocks for you, then so be it. But for people that are watching and listening that perhaps maybe are in that same position where they've, they've invested so much time and we call it sunk, sunk cost bias, where we invest so much time or energy into something that we don't want to give it up. We feel like we're going to lose. We feel like we're going to be a failure. Talk to us about some strategies that, that, that women or men can actually employ in their relationships right now. If they're coming to that point where they're like, you know, it's good enough, but it's not great. And maybe am I asking too much or am I not settled? Am I, am I not loving on myself enough to believe that I deserve better? Talk to us a little bit about that. Well, there are, there are, two perspectives and and one no there are many perspectives actually <laughs> there are many perspectives but one of the perspectives is that uh, esther perel she's one of my mentors she's like super famous in the psychotherapy world relationship world and she says really every relationship should be an annual contract with an option to renew Ooh, tell me more about that <laughs> yeah yeah so you can create you know you, everybody's life 
you know, goes up and downs, has ebbs and flows, good times, bad times, you know, great things to celebrate. And then things that you really struggle with, you know, hard times, hardships, and you have to be a person um, who takes responsibility for all of it, you know? So like when I'm struggling, I need to process that. I need to, and this is hopefully what you can do with your partner that you can say, Hey, I'm having a really hard time now. I, I am feeling, you know, lost. I'm feeling abandoned. I'm feeling unsupported. Uh, you know, what can we do? What can we do? Because yes, I have to take a hundred percent responsibility for my part of this, but you as my partner, should want to support me, (laughs) should want to help me through this, should want to help me feel better, should want to help me feel that you are my safe container, you are my rock, you are my soft place to land when I'm finished dealing with all the shit of the day, um, that I can come to you and we can be okay. You know, that, that we can say we've got each other. Right. And, and it, and it goes both ways, you know, because everybody has their different, you know, cycles. Um, and there is no perfect relationship. Mm-hmm. Every relationship is its own unique story, right? Every relationship has its own unique struggles based on how you were brought up, what you learned about love, what you learned about communicating, what you learned about problem solving, what you learned about um, either being hopeful and optimistic and getting through stuff or, oh, this is, this sucks and it's never going to change. And, you know, we can't do anything about it. I mean, a lot of it depends on your attitude. Big time. So do you have an attitude of gratitude and appreciation and thanks for the things that your partner is doing in good, you know, in good ways? Um, or do you just complain about everything? That's funny because it's funny you say that. It's actually not funny, but when I talk to people, one of the biggest things I never told you this, but one of my big things when I was first coaching was relationship coaching. I just loved getting into the weeds of it and helping people recognize that. And when, um, it would be interesting to find out that a lot of people had the perspective that, you know, it was was somebody else's fault, that they would never accept Mm -hmm. responsibility and ownership for that. Um, And being able to really recognize that, you know, it takes two to tango and that you have to come to the table and recognize what people are doing great and what they're doing good, as opposed to what they're always doing wrong. That's something that my wife and I have talked about before. It's like, you know, when you're just pointing out the things that are negative and and, and not working for you, that makes me feel like everything else is is like kind of in line for that. So let's find opportunities to to say, hey, thank you so much for for doing that. And and having appreciation and gratitude for even the small things. Like, for example, she'll say, you know, uh, for dinner, you're like, I'll I'll say, what do you want for dinner? I'm like, oh, I'm happy with whatever we get. And I'm always really super appreciative and just always making that extra effort to give the best customer service I can to my partner rather than to the other people in my life. And I recognized that one day when I came home from work and I saw that I was busting my ass, making everybody else at work super happy. And then I got home and I was miserable and I was cranky. And and then I was like, uh, you know, and I was like, okay, this person deserves the best part of me and I'm coming home and giving her the worst part of me. So how does that make sense? (laughs) Right. So I started putting myself into her shoes and recognizing like, okay, how would it feel if I were her gone all day? You know, the husband's gone all day. I'm at home by myself and she's working from home and I, and I come home and I'm all cranky. It's like, who wants to be around that? So I started shifting that and realizing, okay, my problems stay outside the front door. I come inside the door. I'm excited to see people. And that shifted our relationship and shifted the communication that we were starting to have. Talk to us about that. Talk to us about how people can 
start to look within. You talked about the mirror. So many people are saying it's their problem and it's their fault and, and they need to do this to make me happy. Talk to us about, is there any reciprocity in, in that person needed to take responsibility for their own situation and perhaps causing what that person's doing, if I said that correctly? Yes, we all impact each other, right? Um, we all affect one another. And so this, this was a big issue because I felt like my former husband was so nice to everybody else, was like bending over backwards to help people, to be kind to people. You know, I mean, it, he, he, he's like big and, you know, uh, like pretty like aggressive, competitive and all that kind of stuff, but he got shit done. And I was, I'm not the get shit done kind of person. I'm more like, ah, we'll get around to it, which would drive him crazy. But it was like, you, you can, your person, your partner should be a person where you can express your frustrations. That's fine. You know, because everybody wants to have a sounding board and your partner should be the person that you care about the most, that you treat the best, that you treat the kindest, that you are the most loving and concerned for their happiness and welfare. Not everybody else. Right. You don't live with everybody else. It's easy to be nice to, for five minutes to somebody else, right? But when you come home, regardless of what's going on, I think a lot of times people take each other for granted, of course. Yep. And um, the Gottmans are huge in the, in the marriage and relationship world. And they say for every one negative thing that you say, which actually should be a constructive, hey, honey, I'd really appreciate if you did such and such. Right. Um, for every one kind of criticism that you give to your partner, you should give at least five to seven positives. So, five to seven positives, yeah. So if you think, okay, in my conversation in the day, how many times did I bitch at my partner? Did I complain about X, Y, Z? Did I say what was wrong? And how many times did I say, Oh my gosh, honey, I'm so glad that you're here. I'm so glad that, you know, we could sit, sit here and watch a cool TV show or that we can have an interesting conversation or, Hey, let's go um, take a walk around the block or let's, um, you know, take the kids to the park and you and I can have a glass of wine while they're playing or whatever it is so that you, you consciously make time, effort and energy contributing to uplifting and building your relationship so that you feel a sense of safety, connection, closeness, intimacy, and trust outside the bedroom. Because all of that, all of, it's like putting deposits in an ATM, right? If you're constantly withdrawing, you're not going to have anything left to withdraw from, right? right? So you have to think of your partner as your ATM. Like, how can I put goodness and positivity and, um, and money, you know, I mean, not financially, but money, value, yep. nourishment, care and concern into my partner so that when I'm being a shit, I can withdraw and it won't be a big deal. Points. I talk about points. I got points for that. <laughs> I got points for that, right? I'll do something super sweet. Like, it's like, hey, sense? that's great, baby. I'm like, I get points for that. So then I'm in, and I have this great book called sex starts in the kitchen because Ooh, is that pictures? <laughs> yeah, it's called Karma Sutra. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, you don't have to whisper. But, but sex starts in the kitchen. It's how you treat somebody all day long. 
that matters at the end of the evening. You can't be mean and rude and condescending and critical of somebody. And then at the end of the day, say, hey, let's have sex. Like, oh, wow, what a turn on. Right. It doesn't yeah. work. No, it doesn't. So it doesn't talk to work. us about... Talk to us. I'm going to grab some of these comments real here quick. Um, and then we're going to ask you something else. Uh, Self-love is everything. Yes. Shira. Yep. Thank you. Thank you, Shira. We got Lee, a Ray in the house. He says, LOL, Lee height. I'm not sure. Uh, I must've missed something. Uh, <laughs> LOL. Now it's you too, Christopher. We don't know what you're talking about. I missed something. I missed something. I don't know what it was. They'll tell me. We got Ron in the house. He's saying hi to everybody. What's up? Ladies and gentlemen, we got Robert Hello. in the house. Saying good evening. Um, hey, Robert. Lucy says, uh, "Ooh, I love that yearly renewal. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. You, you still want to get in the bank? Let's uh, let's talk about that." <laughs> um, Mary Kay says, 100, 100, 100, 100. not 50, 50. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Ron says here, family first. And uh, Shira says here, yes, Chris. If we can spend eight hours plus a day to be kind yeah. to strangers, we can do it with the people we love. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Dig it, dig it, dig it. Um, I, Ron I, says here, make love to her mind. Well, that's, that's the thing. Make love, make love to our heart. Yeah. Yeah, well, this absolutely. Is, I, I say this in all sorts of situations. It could be in your partnership or it could be if you're single, it's like, I want you to penetrate my heart and my soul before I allow you to penetrate my body. Now, mm. sometimes, sometimes I will give to you my body, even if you're not, you know, if there's, if there's, you know, like some connection and some effort and all this kind of stuff, but you're, if you're continually ignoring me, being rude to me, turning your back on me, not making me feel like cared for, right. then what the heck? Yeah. You ain't getting none of this. You ain't getting none and of this. The, and then you, and then you wonder why I'm not interested in having sex. And I know it's, I know it's different for men and women. I mean, women generally want to feel connected before they have sex and men generally want to have sex before they actually feel connected. And so there is, there is this part of, you know, a hundred, a hundred, I'm going to give to you sometimes, even when I'm not really interested, I'm going to join you at the table and maybe we'll see if things, you know, maybe I'll take a bite. <laughs> uh, it might lead to something. It might lead to the whole gourmet course, um, or fast food or whatever. Um, and sometimes I may do that for you, but you should also want to meet me where I am. So it's like, right. I think a lot of times people give in the way that's meaningful to them. And, and what you really have to do is find out what's meaningful to your partner. And I know some people say, well, you know, I'm realistic. This is just how I am. You know, I can't change myself. Bullshit. Bullshit. You, you so maybe you can't change your personality because we, you know, we have our personalities, we have our ways of showing up in the world, we have our gifts and talents. But if something is important to my partner, and I'm saying screw you, I don't care. What does that mean? Yeah, that's right. That's that. That's that's, that's headed for a disaster. Yeah, as opposed to you know what, it's not that meaningful to me, but I know it's really meaningful to you because I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it because I love you and I care about you and I want you to feel good about you and about me. And I know that my happiness is my responsibility. Your happiness is your responsibility. Now, I can contribute to your happiness and I can contribute to your misery, but I have to take care of me. And when I'm happy, when I feel content and fulfilled and you know, and pursuing the things that, that are meaningful to me, then I'm going to show up as a better version of myself. 
And I think yes. a lot of times what happens in relationships where they crumble is that people are not taking care of themselves. They're not creating their own sense of happiness. They don't feel fulfilled. They don't feel powerful in, in who they are. Uh, you know, they, they are struggling with a lot of doubt or insecurity or, you know, a myriad of issues that perhaps they've carried from the past, you know, from their relationships of origin. Perhaps there have been struggles at work. Um, and all of these things, you know, you come and say, I'm really having a hard time with this. Can you help support me? And it's not, I'm going to give you advice and tell you what to do as your partner. It's just, I'm going to hold space for you like the stranger on the street that I hold the door open for because I want to be polite and kind. Right. This is what you have to do with your partners. And, but it goes both ways. It has to be reciprocity. It's this equal exchange, not on a daily basis, but kind of over time, you know, because we ebb and flow, but right. there's this reciprocity <clears throat> and idea that both of us are giving and receiving equal energetic exchange. Mm. I love that, Don. I love that. And you said something in there that I want to touch back on is that self-love component. You know, I see a lot of people in relationships, they get into relationships and they don't necessarily love themselves like the full hundred percent, but they put so much love into the other person, kind of hoping that that's going to, that, that love is going to reciprocate back and fulfill that empty part of them. Talk to us about how important it is to have that self-love first and how perhaps that people who don't necessarily have that self-love can, can develop that now, whether they're in a relationship or before they get into their next relationship. Um, I believe that our relationships are, are the containers to help us heal whatever is going on, you know, whatever wounds we're feeling, if we're feeling a sense of sadness or loneliness or abandonment or whatever. So our partner will trigger the shit out of us. So I am worried about being abandoned. He's probably going to turn away from me and ignore me for quite a while. And I'll be like, ah, what are, you know, I'm feeling that sense of abandonment. What's going on? And I, and I can get desperate and anxious and whatever, whatever. Um, but that's, that's part for me to heal. But it's also part for me to talk about and say, you know what? This is coming up for me. It's reminding me of the past when I was abandoned by my dad or whatever situation. It should have this open communication of what's going on for me internally and how that's impacting you and me, like, and what you're doing, how that's impacting me because I'm triggering you and you're triggering me. And how can I hold on to myself, love myself, care for myself, be my safe and secure place while you're dealing with your stuff and, and then be a container for you when I'm triggering you and you're dealing with your stuff, how can I provide that same space? There has to be this really open and honest communication, ongoing communication and curiosity about what's going on for me, what's going on inside of me, what does this mean, what do I need to learn? And for you to say, how can I help support you through this? Mm. So that it's always a sense of we're creating a safe container to do this work together because in every relationship, it's not just you and me, it's you and me plus the third entity, which is actually yeah. 
like this expanded, I say one plus one does not equal two in a system. It's one plus one equals infinite possibilities. True, true. I love what you're saying there. I want to switch gears here for a second because I'm thinking back to a question that I was asked last week on my show. I'm thinking about, okay, we've been in shitty relationships in the past. And what can you recommend to people who are watching who potentially can sabotage a relationship before it even happens? Um, so for what example, do you, what do you mean? So, pardon me? Yeah. What do you mean? Explain. Yeah. So, so people go, so people have been in narcissistic, narcissistic relationships. They've been in shitty relationships. They've been treated mm -hmm. bad. They meet the perfect guy, but yet they're going into it almost like perpetuating that the same thing is going to happen again. Like they're uh -huh. sabotaging the relationship thinking right. this guy is going to be an asshole. This person is going to treat me shitty. So they're already going in with their guard up and everything else. Talk to us about, you know, when, when a bad relationship ends, what is that process somebody should go through so that they don't carry that with them to the next relationship? Grief, emotional release, processing, uh, you know, because with every relationship, there is a grief process, like it didn't work out, things weren't what I expected. And so you have to do your own internal work about what was in me that allowed this situation to happen, right? And I think a lot of times when you've been hurt in relationships, you can have a tendency to shut your heart. Yeah. To close it off and say, forget it. You know, it's too risky. It's too dangerous. I can't trust. Um, you know, I don't feel safe. But that's the internal work that you need to do. Because if you don't open your heart, what do you have to give? Right. What do you have to give? Like you're cutting yourself off from the fullness of what you can give as well as what you can receive. It's like, where your focus goes, energy flows. So if you're focusing on the fear, the, the anger, the resentment, the hurt, the, the judgment, the guilt, the whatever, then that's what you're going to stay stuck in. If you can learn to process all of that, like what does all that mean? What did it remind me of? What did it teach me? And how can I that go? I call it like, carry your suitcases of <laughs> negative emotions like dragging mm -hmm. them through your life if you can learn to release the grip so that you leave that back there so you're free to move forward with weight off your shoulders and your back and your chest and wherever that is and you have this openness of like you know what it is risky to love. It's always risky to love you. There are no guarantees. Even if you're in a happy, committed relationship, there are no guarantees of anything. So if you come, if you approach every relationship as an adventure, <laughs> as, as an exploration of who are you in this relationship and who can you become in partnership, and just allow yourself, you know, I want to give, I want to be loving, I want to be kind, I want to be compassionate, I want to be understanding, I want to be forgiving. I Sometimes I'm a jerk, sometimes I need to ask for forgiveness. Right. And if you mm -hmm. can, if you can just, I say you don't look for the perfect partner, you become the perfect partner. And I don't Ooh, mean perfect. Yeah. I don't even mean perfect. The best, the best that you could possibly the be. The best that you can be. You know, right. who is my best version? 
and how I'm, am I showing up as my best version or my worst version Ooh. or where in between? I love that. I love that. I actually just learned. I'm glad you said that, Don. I just learned this recently. I was listening to Dennis Waitley, one of the great, uh, the greats of the motivational world. Yeah. I was listening to, he redid his, uh, the psychology of success, the mm. psychology, one of his best selling books. He did it on audio. He redid it. And in it, he's talking about his retrospective look on his life. Not necessarily all of this stuff in the book, but he's also talking about his life and he's thinking about his past relationships. And he said something that really just impacted me. He said, ask yourself, am I being the person X that this other person would want if I were them? And I, the way I know that sounds convoluted, but I sit there and no, I look at it. No, it doesn't at all. I, I look at it like this when uh it was probably about a week after that we went camping with my son my wife and i we went camping it was hot outside we were in our rv and it was like we'd been inside for like five hours watching movies he was watching movies on his ipad uh -huh. and we were all having fun it was all cool and everything but i sat there and i thought if i was a five-year-old boy right now camping at a campground would i really care if it was hot outside or would i want to go out and play no. i immediately yeah. changed i'm like am i being the dad that i would want if I were five years old and I answered myself and I said, no. And I said, Hey, Jax, let's go outside. And so we went outside and ran around and he said, dad, it's hot. Let's go back inside. But I'm glad I said that because I started recognizing when Dennis said, gave that advice, am I being the husband that I would want if I were my wife right now? Am I being the best friend? If I, so I started putting myself into those positions and it started shifting my perspective. Like, no, I'm not, I'm being, I'm, I'm, I'm taking care of Chris right now, which is not a bad thing, but I think about it in terms of, am I being the best person that I could possibly be? If I was that person, help right. me shift my perspective on it. What do you think about that? Yeah, I totally agree with that because that puts the responsibility on you. It's not like, well, you're not doing this, but it's like, what can I do differently? How can, how can I contribute in a positive way? I, I break things down like basic, basic, basic. Is what I'm doing, saying, acting, how I'm acting, is this helping create a bridge of connection and closeness and intimacy with my partner? You know, good feelings, positive regard for my partner? Um, or is it creating a wall between us where we feel distant and disconnected and unsafe and not really trusting or not caring? Or, you know, it's like, is it helpful or hurtful? Right. Bottom line, is this helpful or hurtful? Mm, I love that. I love that. Talking about shifting gears for a second, <clears throat> thinking about your coaching clients and the people that you've helped most recently. Do you have a couple of success stories that you'd like to share of people who've been had, who've had certain situations you've helped them coach them through and now they, they're on the other side of it that you can share some success stories? They're all success stories. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I was I was thinking actually there was a there was one couple that I that I helped they had had it there and they ended up getting divorced and I felt really bad because they were both good people but the one person couldn't forgive the other person and that's a I think that's a big part of relationships why relationships break down is because there's built up anger and resentment um, and and a lack of forgiveness and you know what. I say, he who didn't sin, throw the, you know, cast the first stone, right? right. <laughs> so it's like, we all have our shit. We all mess up. Uh, we all screw up. We all make bad choices, but we all deserve forgiveness. We all deserve second chances, third chances, fourth chances, as long as we are trying to take responsibility for changing and making, a, you know, better choices and creating more intimacy. And, you know, 
so much. Like this one woman that I'm working with uh, in particular right now, I'm working with her and her family. And they've had a lot, they've experienced a lot of drama and trauma in their lives. And, you know, a lot of times it's like, I'm going on autopilot. I'm just forgetting about the past. And, you know, I, I just try to stay in the moment. And that's all well and good. But if you're not acknowledging what you've been through, if you're not acknowledging how that is still impacting you and ways you're behaving and the ways that that's impacting your relationships, then nothing's going to change in your system, right? So that's that part of taking responsibility and saying, there are some things that need to be healed in your heart. And, and I say, like, I have always... I've always kind of done this and said this. My kids are like, mom, you're so creepy and weird. As I go up, <laughs> I go up to people. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard that on the show yet. Mom, you are creepy and weird. The first time on the Ron Scripted show. Please go on. Sorry. Because I'm super, super touchy feely. I'm very, very affectionate person. Even if I don't know you, if I met you and we were just having a little conversation, I probably put my hand on your, on your shoulder on your arm. And sometimes occasionally I have actually put my hand on somebody's chest that I just met. And my kids are like, mom, you're weird and creepy. That's weird. You don't know these people. But to me, it's like, we all carry this sense of delicacy with our hearts, you know, because we have experienced drama and trauma and hurt and heartache and challenges in our lives. And all we want I think is to be acknowledged and to be seen and to be cared for in ways that either we're not caring for ourselves or other people who claim to love us are not caring for us. And so if we can learn to really get in touch with our emotions and honor our emotions for what they're trying to teach us and how they're um, propelling us to grow and evolve into kinder, more loving, compassionate, understanding, forgiving people. This is the work. So it starts with you taking care of your own heart and yes. then, and then extending that same grace to others. Yes. Yes. That's why I'm so glad you said that, Don. That's one of the big lessons I learned in my first marriage. It was, um, we got married super young anyway. I mean, it was 18 years old, but one thing I learned out of that relationship was it was always Chris and Tammy, Chris and Tammy, Chris and Tammy. Mm -hmm. And I, I gave up, I sacrificed a big majority of who I was because she didn't like my sense of humor. Oh, you're, you're stupid. You're being stupid. You're saying stupid things. You're saying things. That so I just started slowly whittling away at who I was shrinking down. Yep. She had, she had, uh, she had, um, trust issues, all these different things. It was just like, okay, I had to go over and above to make sure she trusted me and all these different things. And not that I ever broke her trust. It was crazy. So when I got out of that relationship, I didn't know who I was anymore. Yeah. And so I vowed from that point moving forward that I would never lose my identity in that situation, that I would always look for somebody who was interested in, in having a partnership, but at the same time, still being their own individual person. And yeah. I think based on the things that successful 
relationships I've seen, I think that is one of the, the keystones of having a successful relationship. What are some other big keystones in successful relationships? And, and, and talk about as we go into new relationships, especially with social media and the day, the catfishing and everything else that's going on, what are some precautions swipe, that, swipe, swipe. That, that people should take um, when they're getting into new relationships? I sh should we start checking people's credit scores? I mean, should we do background checks? Definitely you should PI everybody before you go out with them. I mean, it's I'm hearing some pretty crazy stories from my female friends about you know some of the stuff that's going on out there. But uh, yeah, uh, hit us with what you got. <laughs> uh, first off, I want to say, uh, as far as sacrificing who you are, I think many, many people do that in order to accommodate the other person, in order to keep the peace, in order to, um, you know, make them feel comfortable while you sit in your discomfort. And I don't think that's good relationship. Mm, I don't think I'm that, of that I don't think any partner should ever ask you to sacrifice who you are in order to make them feel better. It's like, but at the same time, like if I'm, if I'm just a sarcastic jerk and I'm just constantly cutting you down, I mean, that's not cool either. Right. No, so, no. so check your sarcasm and make sure that it's not like super biting and, and really hurtful. Right. So there's a fine line with that, but you can sacrifice your time, your energy and your effort, but you should never sacrifice you. Yes. Right. So that's the first thing. The second, the second thing is when you get into relationships, every relationship, even ongoing ones, it's really, it should really be about curiosity and exploration. You know, I'm trying to find out about you. I'm trying to see uh, where we're connected, where we're aligned, where we have similar values, where we have similar goals. Um, how I could be supportive of you, how you could be supportive of me, because we each have our own story, right? Yeah. But how can we be supportive, sort of working side by side together, growing, growing and evolving and creating something bigger than the two of us? Um, but when you get into relationships, there are plenty of red flags <laughs> that people will show you quite you know, quite soon in the relationship, like, you know, totally being disrespectful, being flaky, not showing up, um, not, you know, not uh, honoring their commitment they made to you, not keeping promises that they made to you. Uh, basically, if they are all they're doing is talking about themselves and their own world and not being interested in who you are or what's meaningful to you. Um, if they're if you go out to dinner and they're rude to the, yeah. to the wait staff, if they're rude walking down the street, if they're in the car saying that, that, you know, if they're like bashing people left and right, it's like, what is that about? <laughs> so yeah, that's a red flag. People give you pretty good clues pretty quickly. And I have to say, I'm, there's one big issue in marriage that, I was concerned about before I got married and we had a big long conversation about it. And he said, don't worry, that'll never affect you. But you know, famous last words. And so <laughs> this was one, this was one of these fights where I was like, that's kind of a big red flag, but I just thought I can love him enough because he didn't come from a very stable family. I mean, even though they, you know, his parents got divorced when he was young. Um, and I mean, his mom and his brother and sister are, are good people. But there were a lot of, you know, issues. 
And um, I thought, oh, I can love him enough and my family's stable and this is really what he wants. And I, you know, I can show him what a good family can be. And uh, you can't fix people. You can't, you can't show them. <laughs> you can't love people. Every enough. once in a while you can. You can be an example. Yes, for sure. You can be an example for other people. But until and unless they're willing to take responsibility for doing their own healing work, then it's not going to work. And mm -hmm. so now, you know, so now when I think like I have bookshelves and shelves, right, of personal development, spirituality, relationship stuff, psychology, um, fluffy self-help bullshit stuff. I like that um, stuff now, Lee. You know, so, some entrepreneurial stuff. I mean, I have, I, I'm constantly learning, 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 growing. Like I've always been uh, this like seeker, right? Yep, seeker me too. of truth or whatever you want to call it. And um, I- Trying to I fix know, myself so I can help other people. Exactly, exactly. And I remember in my marriage, he'd be like, oh, that's just the, you know, it was just like constantly. And and yet not taking responsibility for his stuff, you know? And, mm -hmm. and I mean, I know I probably could be condescending and judgmental. Like I'm the therapist and you should listen to me. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. I mean, even my kids now are like, mom, you're weird and annoying. Right. <laughs> 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 um, but if you're not, uh, for me now, it's super important. Are you taking responsibility for your own growth? And evolution yes. are you taking responsibility for your own emotional baggage are you taking responsibility for being a good kind loving considerate compassionate understanding forgiving person you know how are you being in the world how are you showing up in the world um, because i want somebody who wants to be the best version of themselves yes. I want somebody who wants to take responsibility for you know what I'm, I'm having a hard time dealing with this shit and I need to get support and I need to get help. And I know that I can talk to you about it, but I know that you're not my dumping place. True, true. Love it. Love it. <laughs> Want to capture some of these comments? See, we've already been talking for 50 minutes, ladies Woo! and gentlemen. Um, da, 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 I told uh, you I could talk for hours about this. Oh stuff yeah. Oh yeah. No, you're, you're definitely an expert. Uh, Ray says exactly. here, fire advice. Ooh. Oh, thank you. Thank Ray. you, Ray. Ron says here, very true, Don. You don't want to repeat the cycle by not healing the hurt first. Yep. Yes, yes, yes. You got to take care of the root. Ladies and gentlemen, yep. not the symptom. You got to take care of the root. Yep. Uh, Ron says, be your best not version of you. Yes, yes, yes. Darlene is on fire. She's loving it. She says, yes, yes, yes. Andrew Rimkus in the house. What's up, Andrew? Thank you very much for being here. He says, very true. Got to be true person finding common traits. Absolutely. Uh, Darlene is saying powerful. Thank you so much, Darlene, Thank for being you, here. Darlene. Don, this has been an incredible conversation. Where can people get a hold of you to continue that conversation with you? Uh, on the OWL app like you, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> the OWL I app. Love it. The Owl app is amazing. And then I'm on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, blah, 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 blah. got you. Uh, uh, you uh, can... Instagram, Facebook, at The Awakening with Dawn, right? Yep, yep. And so, you know, contact me. You can send me a message. You can send me an email, dawn at awakeningwithdawn.com. Um, I'm more a conversation person. That's why I love Owl because it's like, even in Clubhouse, you know, you can just sit and listen. But I prefer the interactive the interaction. And, um, I was going to say, I forget, I was going to say one more thing. Oh yeah. 
when you were talking about healing the hurt, some somebody said, yes, you have to heal the hurt. I, I, I tease with my clients and I'm like, okay, I'm waving my magic wand. Poof, you're healed. Like the fairy <laughs> godmother, right? <laughs> the fairy godmother of love and relationships. Nice. Um, um, but you're never done. Okay. So if you think I'm not ready, I'm not healed. Now, granted, if you're in the midst of your hurt and heartache, it's probably not a good idea to just go jump into something else. But you're always in process. We are always in progress. You know, we are always in um, a, a way of becoming more of who we were meant to be. And so as long as you say, you know, there's still I'm, I'm still having a few struggles with this and that. Is this something that you're okay with, right? When you meet somebody, because everybody has their story. Everybody right. has their struggles. Everybody has their stuff. And then there are some things that are deal breakers. Like, I'm sorry, I don't want to, I don't want to be with a drug addict. That's just me. You know, right. that's just me. I don't want to deal with all of that heartache and hurt. Like you go take care of yourself. You go heal. You go, you know, get the help and support you need. And then when you feel healthy, whole and complete, as much as you can feel, right? Because it's not done. It's not done. It's never done. Um, but when you feel like, you know what? I am good enough. I do feel good about myself. I am leading um, this beautiful, happy, joyful, <clears throat> loving life. You know, I'm, I, I really appreciate life. I appreciate everything I have. I appreciate who I am. You know, I'm in love with me. I know that I'm a mess and I'm weird and kooky sometimes. Bring it. Uh, Got to fly your freak flag. Yeah. But I also know I'm so kind. I'm so compassionate. And trust me, I can be the big B word. Trust me, I can. I have been like a couple weeks ago. I was a big B because I felt like some boundaries were being crossed in mm. one of my relationships. And I was just like, Ugh. but at the end of the day, it's like I stand up for myself when I know I need to stand up for myself. And then I also extend a lot of grace and compassion and kindness because right. I have a big part. And I know that we all want to feel loved. We all want to feel valued. We all want to feel important. We all want to feel worthy of being loved. We do because so we're true. part of this. We are one. And so we're reflecting that to each other, which is why I love you. <laughs> Because you reflect so much, you know, love and kindness and beauty, um, you. you know, deep, deep within your heart and soul, which is why I really admire and appreciate and love and adore you, Christopher. Thank you. You're make me blush. Aww. Yeah. You are awesome. You're awesome. You also have a podcast. I do. I'm yes. so excited. Wake I up started, to real love. I started it two and a half years ago. It's kind of my passion project. It was one of those intuitive hits like what start a podcast why oh that's kind of weird um but the more i got into it the more i was like you know what i wanted to create a space to normalize people's relationship struggles and not necessarily just intimate partnerships but you know family of origin because my background is systems so i'm a systems thinker uh because your you know family of origin basically you know, groomed you and taught you the things that you carry with you 
or heal through, you know, overcome. And so I thought if I had so many struggles in my own marriage and I have the profession, the education, the professional experience dealing with all of this stuff, and I still struggled, how many hundreds, thousands, millions of people are struggling? So what I wanted to do is I wanted to normalize all of it, all of it. So whatever issue that you've struggled with, I have a podcast for, I think. I mean, um, and so I've I've published 65, just relaunched uh, two weeks ago, and I've published 65 episodes in the last two years. And I'm super excited because I feel like when we connect with these people, with people's stories, and we see how much people have overcome, it's two things. It's like, oh my gosh, my life wasn't so bad. You know, the things that I dealt with, they, you know, I'm more hard. But everybody has their own version of hard, you know, right. hard things to overcome. And so to give people hope, to give people hope that there's a way to get through it, to get to the other side and to say, no matter what I've been through, no matter what I'm experiencing in this moment, no matter what heartache um, I'm dealing with, there's hope that there's love on the other side, that love for yourself, which is the first and most important love. And then that sets the stage for every single other relationship in your life so that everybody can wake up to real love. Yes. Yes. Wake up to real love. Oh, this has been awesome. 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 So connect with, connect with Don again. Once again, they can get a hold of you. Uh, email is Don at the awakening with Don.com and they can get you on Facebook and Instagram, the awakening with Don and, um, or clubhouse or Al. Wake up to real love. Absolutely. Darling, I'm going to place you backstage here for a second and close out the show. Thank you Thank for being you here on the show. So you are a rock star. Having me. Go I really appreciate it. You're love welcome. you. Awesome. Bye, love everybody. You Boom. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Right under an hour, talking all things relationships with Don Richard. Please take this opportunity to connect with her. Um, you know, I know relationships, but man, when you go in and you get involved with an expert, somebody you can see inside some of the stuff that's going on that maybe you're not uh, aware of, um, truly, truly amazing. Connect with her and I promise you, you will have some uh, enlightenment. Uh, we've had some great discussions. I've seen her in action in Clubhouse, uh, helping and pouring into other people who are challenged. So uh, she does have a huge heart and she's zany as hell, which is awesome. That's what we look for here on the Ron Unscripted show. Um, I can see her backstage doing a dance. So um, I, if, you know, my big thing for you guys tonight, and uh, thank you, uh, Shira. Thank you uh, for the hearts, Darlene, for the hands up in the air. We got uh, Ron says, thanks, Chris. Great. Sean, or thanks, Chris. Don, great show. Uh, Ray gives a smiley face. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Darlene says, powerful. Please take from this conversation tonight that if you're in a relationship and you see that there are signs where you're not happy and things aren't changing, take responsibility, take accountability. Is it going to be easy? No. Is it going to be uncomfortable or awkward? Yes. Is there an opportunity that somebody may yell and scream at you? Yes. But guess what? If they do, that's another sign. And if you get too many signs, maybe that's an opportunity for you to stand up and say, hey, listen, ladies and gentlemen, this has been enough for me. I'm going to move on. I'm seeing a lot of people in relationships that are not taking the responsibility to number one, voice what they're frustrated with. And number two, to, um, to actually do the work themselves on the things that they need to recognize about, right? It always takes two to tango. So if you're in a relationship right now and it's not bringing you the value that you believe it can be, whether it's a prof professional relationship, a personal relationship, a romantic relationship, whatever it might be, accept responsibility and talk to that person and say, Hey, listen, what are your expectations for me? 
That's something that we didn't even get into the conversation tonight. For me, I'm big on expectations. You've heard me talk about it on the show. So one time when my wife and I were having challenges, I took her out to dinner and I said, I want to know what your expectations are. What do you expect from me? Well, I expect this and I expect this. And I, I wrote down eight things, ladies and gentlemen. And so then I took those eight things and guess what I did? I focused on them. I focused on them. I made very big intentions on making sure that she knew that those eight expectations were super important to me. And I recognized that they were realistic expectations. There was one that I was like, okay, that one's pushing it a little bit, but I'll do my best on that. And guess what happened? The relationship changed. The relationship grew stronger because I cared to invest that time and energy in that. Do that same thing for yourself. What are your expectations for yourself? Right? How many times do we really do that? How many times do we really recognize what our values are and recognize are our values being broken? So guys, what you can do from this conversation is recognize when you're either, if you're in a relationship right now and it's going awesome, don't take that for granted. Check in with that person and see what it is that you can do to make sure that you're continuing to be curious. Like Don said, continuing to take responsibility, continuing to have that open and honest communication that is paramount. So do that. And there's some amazing books out there. I didn't, I didn't bring them over here with me tonight, but one of them I shared last week on the show, it's called the five love languages. If you have never seen that or read that book, buy that book for yourself and buy it for your partner, read it together. And then when you're done, predict what the other person's love language is and see how that conversations go. I bought the book for my wife. We did that. And it was interesting because I thought she had a particular love language. I was in between two of them, but I had to pick one. We said we had to pick one and I picked incorrectly. So ladies and gentlemen, I think we both picked incorrectly, but it was a great conversation for us to say, Hey, listen, where are you at? Where am I at? Where are we doing? Are things going good? So many times we just take it for granted and we just go, Oh, you know, it's just kind of a phase right now. Have those, have those communications, have those check-in points and make sure you're treating that person with the best possible customer service uh, that you possibly can. Like we said at the beginning of the show. You guys are awesome. I appreciate you. Darlene says here, thanks y'all for holding this space. Darlene, we appreciate you checking in from Florida, East Coast. Got Ray from Louisiana. He said that advice was worth a listen. Expectations, what are they? You got to do it, boys and girls. That is the center punch of any conversation. Your work relationships, your boss, your friends, ask what their expectations are. See what it is. And if their expectations are unrealistic, then point it out and sit there and say, where can we meet in the middle on that? And if you can't meet in the middle on it, then maybe that's just the red flag you need to move on to the next relationship. Um, I love you guys. I appreciate you. We're going to be back here again next week, Tuesday, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. If you got value out of this conversation, please, please, please consider sharing this on your social media saying, Hey, I just watched this podcast or listened to this podcast or video cast. And here's something I got out of it. You might get the same thing out of it and more. I would appreciate that from you. Um, that's the fee for paying for the, for watching the show. I appreciate you guys. Uh, definitely Ron says, do the work you got to do brother. You got to, you got to. And, uh, Shira says, and don't forget we are always growing and there is always an opportunity to learn from each other. Yes, 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 yes. I love you. I appreciate you being here on the show. All of you guys are awesome. And we'll be back here next Tuesday, 7 PM Pacific standard time, your place for the Ron and scripted conversations. If you guys have an idea for a guest or a topic, please let me know. I would love to have them on the show and talk about whatever it is that is important to you guys. Be sure to check out the Ron and scripted club on Facebook, doing a lot more conversations in there and inspiring you guys there. Um, and just appreciate you guys all day long, every single day. You guys are my misfits for life. I love you. We'll see you here next Tuesday. Go out there, be on un unstoppable and kick ass. Peace.